Hello everyone, I hope you are doing well. This episode is a long one, but it's full of detailed information about Chamberlain International School and Dr. Franklin Perkins School, both in Massachusetts. The interviewee was clearly passionate about this subject and believes that therapeutic boarding schools need to be overhauled. He provides a contrast between the two schools he attended, showcasing the difference in how programs are run and how important that can be for mental health. We talk about inefficiency in staff, the way intact and clean school buildings can make a difference, and having a baseline standard for these programs. I'd also like to clarify that when the interviewee mentions the word prospect, he is referring to a dorm at Chamberlain. I want to give the content warning that we talk briefly about grooming, sexual assault, and drugs. There is also swearing in this episode. Without further ado, please join me as I dig deeper into the truth about therapeutic boarding schools. From what ages did you go to a therapeutic boarding school? And if you feel comfortable, what was the boarding school's name? Well, if we want to be technical, my first boarding school experience was as a day student at um, the Chamberlain International School in Middleborough, Mass. I started there at age 14, and around age 16, I became a residential client until age 18 when I transitioned to the Dr. Franklin Perkins School in Lancaster, Massachusetts, until I turned 20. Okay. Do you feel that your experience in your programs helped you emotionally? Um, We can start with Chamberlain and then move on to your second school. So at Chamberlain, do you feel that your experience in your program helped you emotionally? made things objectively worse. You know, you'll never have your feelings validated there. You're subjected to a lot of things that make you feel horrible about yourself, especially at a young, impressionable age. Um, Perkins wasn't perfect, but there was definitely a change in the way my thought process was and the way I handled things. I had a tendency when I was younger, if I made mistakes, I would double down and go thermal nuclear and dig an even bigger hole for myself. But I don't know if it was getting older or just the way things were at Perkins, but I, my recovery time was a lot quicker and my instinct wasn't to just make things worse. It was to hold on and try to make things better. Okay. We'll go in order. What about Chamberlain itself made your experience worse? Can I list things? Yes. Watching favoritism, being in trouble for something I did two months ago when the kid who's my roommate, who is rude to every staff, does whatever he wants, sits and doesn't go to school and plays his Xbox for the 30th day in a row. And watching every staff kiss his ass and not care. But if I so much as look at like do anything wrong you know my house manager would be the first to be down my throat and honestly so there's that there's bullying there's just all the corruption that I knew was there at the time and then a lot of the things that came to light I mean if you look up Chamberlain on Google it'll auto suggest we'll say Chamberlain International School abuse and do some research Um, it's sad I, I see so many people that I know that I haven't even met, but I know just because of Chamberlain last night, somebody's talking about how they wish they could wipe their memories. I know someone who got a procedure done to remove memories of Chamberlain because that's how severely depressed and traumatized they were from these kinds of environments. You do get desensitized to a lot. 
broken windows, fights, a lot of violence, especially in the earlier years of my being there. I don't know if that's something they've cut down on. I've heard they don't take violent kids the way they used to, but that's hardly the only issue that an environment like Chamberlain has. And how was Perkins helpful? How did they help? The overall vibe was a lot more positive. I had a lot less issues with staff, at least the like day-to-day staff. I didn't always agree with the higher-ups on certain issues, but the ones that were there investing their time into me, I felt a lot more heard. Not every day, not all the time, maybe not about everything, but statistically much more. I would say like 70% more than at Chamber. I had good I could have a good conversation with the staff in a way that I just wasn't going to have at Chamberlain. I felt like so many people didn't give a shit about me there. And even the people who did care, a lot of them fell short at Chamberlain. It, it, it has effed up so many people that I like, I don't talk. I don't, the only people who I know from Perkins who have a lot of negative experiences were there for 10 years. I know people who were at Chamberlain for a year or two and they're still processing I mean, there was a rape there less than four years ago at Chamberlain. And it's far from the first. And you see a track record of what so many of these clients turn out to be in jail. Biting people's ears off or noses off or throwing kids in front of a subway platform or or like horror stories. Did the alumni i guess you could put it of perkins seem to have better trajectories than chamberlain most definitely maybe not everybody Mm -hmm. i feel like people who were there a long time the effects of long there were people who were there half their lives there was a kid there who aged out who was there since age 10 living there and his family lived two towns away it's sad and now he does crack and he's in jail or homeless. And there are so many people like that. You know, my friend who was there for a long time suffers with, from depression and trauma from bullying. Because bullying was still a big problem. But when he relocated residence, it did die down. But I'm not going to say that Perkins was ever a safe haven for bullying. There was a lot of unpleasant experiences with other clients. Okay. But they just handled it somewhat better yes you know i never had my collarbone broken on accident by a 450 pound client getting jumped on because someone dared them to staff would have immediately at least attempted to shut that down there wasn't even a staff in the room when my collarbone was broken some staff join in on it too there are staff who are bullies there are staff who will shit talk you in front of other clients What types of programs were you a part of? So, for example, any clubs, um, therapies such as group therapy, individual therapy? um, I mean, there was always mandatory group therapy and things like that. Perkins had something called ARC, which is like, I don't know. It it all felt kind of pieced together as it goes along. None of it was very pre-planned. In both Um, schools? Yeah, and in environments like that with the kind of people you're around, it's, it's very easy for those kinds of things to go off the rails regardless. The biggest thing I was ever a part of in any program had to be the aviation program. And which where school I was, was that? An opportunity to fly planes. That was in Chamberlain International School. I'm very grateful to that. 
They even did a news segment that I was a part of. Um, it doesn't make up for all the other horrible things that, that do happen there and will continue to happen. Did you get any academic opportunities at either of your programs? So did you get pre-college program, AP studies, dual enrollment? There was a satellite campus that I went to briefly, but I was so underprepared for it, partially because of my own personal struggles at the time. But in a lot of ways, they throw you to the wolves in the worst kind of situations. It is a diploma mill and they hold you there until they, they give you a little high school diploma and you do your fake little walk at graduation. And this is for Chamberlain or Perkins? More so Chamberlain than Perkins. Okay. I was never a part of high school in Perkins, but from the facilities and the teachers that I did have lots of interactions with because of my responsibilities on that campus, a million times more legit. Real classrooms, real setting, not a dilapidated church building like Chamberlain or a aban- or was that a fire station that Bedford Street repurposed some funky out- art house bullshit um how do you think the academic opportunities differ from traditional academic programs like public schools there's a plethora um plethora means a lot right yeah I don't want to on here all right there is a plethora of <laughs> opportunities in like public school you know and they're legitimate in a way that Chamberlain isn't, you know, some of the teachers that bragged about their high standards in college at Chamberlain, like their degrees and things turned out to be the nuttiest and most addicted to tobacco. Okay. Um, and professionalism so- was a myth in Chamberlain didn't exist. And when you were at Perkins, <laughs> you weren't a part of any academic because you already had your diploma. Yes. So what was in place I did take some college classes um, at the Mount Wachusett, though, until COVID hit. Okay. And that was when you were at Perkins and they provided you yeah. with transportation? And I, I just want to restate, Perkins is an objectively better program than Chamberlain could ever try to be with Bill Doherty in charge. Bill Doherty, for those of you who don't know, runs Chamberlain. He's a very greedy man. He will take the money that goes to Chamberlain and he will bring it to himself and his for-profit school in Denmark. He doesn't care about anyone other than himself. Did you have interactions with him? Saw him once in a blue moon. Mm. Perkins, it it seems, is better with education um, and Chamberlain not so much. They're also better protecting kids from bullying. And addressing behaviors and making sure things don't get out of hand. They hold people accountable in a way that Chamberlain won't. What was the general age of the staff around you at both programs? Um, some of them probably started not, not much older than I am now. Um, okay. Wide range of um, some older, some some younger, and there, there was um there definitely wasn't any ageism because they took anyone who would who would come because they knew they had to. Okay, and that was both programs. Yes. Did the staff? Well, no. Um, the the staff at Perkins were typically a bit younger. I think the um, you know, uh, there weren't a lot of at least the ones that were like running houses. Teachers, some of them were older at um at Perkins. Did the staff have degrees or seem knowledgeable about people with trauma or mental health difficulties? In Perkins? 
Yeah, um, we can start with no. Perkins. No, or neither. Some of them definitely weren't. Some of them you, you could tell, and not that they weren't bad people, but you could tell they were there for a paycheck, and they would sit on their phones. And some people were there, do like still going through college. I know staff who would be doing their college work while being there. So it was not a requirement to have a degree or knowledge. And it should be, but but the thing is, no one wants to pay a college like a college graduate salary. That's why they'll take it. And there are people who could manage a Papa Gino's and make more money than somebody who who's getting spit on and kicked. What about the teachers? Did the teachers have degrees in their subjects? No. No, Maybe. not it either. Some of them went to college, but a lot of people go to this place for the same reason that we go to this place because we made mistakes and our life got worse. Our her history teacher was caught drinking beer. He told us this story on a Facebook post, and you know that changed the trajectory of his life. And it's probably one of the reasons he ultimately ended up at Chamberlain. And the history teacher, um, there's lots of accusations going against him currently. I don't want to say what I don't know anything for sure, but there are lots of allegations and it's he is far from the first person to get them. It's pretty much the entire roster of teachers that I had uh, with a small exception. I've heard stories about grooming, about even if it's a sexual relationship between an, an adult, it's still a massive abuse of power. Correct. People need to feel supported and i know i'm a very physical support kind of a person like i need a hug here and there but like sometimes you know you gotta ask yourself what's the line and what's the time what's the you know just a lot of questionable things happen there could anything have been taught differently to help the students learn the subject i know that's kind of a u-turn you know they try to say they're this jack of all trades they help anybody regardless of their needs they are piecing it together as they go along. It's a miracle if we can read 10 pages of a book in history class. That's a book we read in seventh grade while we're in 10th. And it's a fuck show, essentially. It's, it's, it's just, it's a joke. It is a circus and the clowns are playing their part to perfection. Are you aware of any training that staff and teachers had to complete to work at Chamberlain and Perkins? Restraint training, maybe. Not that they'll restrain us professionally. Can you expand upon that? Should someone at 14 uh, have to watch a girl with cerebral palsy be in a four-man restraint down on the hot pavement from their window? How are we supposed to learn in an environment where there is a disruption every five minutes? How did the staff and teachers handle these disruptions? I guess as best as they could, but there needed to be a better solution that they just weren't working towards. And I want to say not every staff was bad. Mm-hmm. I loved Marge. She drove me to aviation. She's a lovely lady. And Chamberlain has given opportunities to people. I loved Beth. But unfortunately, a lot of the good ones, like Beth and, and Cherie, the best science teacher I ever had, pretty much the only high school science teacher I ever had, the good teachers, they leave. Because these higher-ups, they're racist. They don't appreciate anybody, and it's a horrible environment. I remember how surprised my history teacher was when I started getting real in class, talking about how money is definitely getting funneled in Chamberlain, and 
they don't want us talking about staff like that. They don't want us shedding light because it gets them in trouble. But we can talk about another client all the live long day. And they won't really do too much about that. So the staff didn't really have any go-to things that they could do to help students. It was just kind of making it up as they go. Is that what you're saying? In my personal opinion, that was 70% of it. I'm not saying there wasn't any training or things, but. Okay. Um, And was this at Perkins as well or just Chamberlain? Things always had a more professional feel at Perkins. If kids were being disruptive in class, there was a room called Solution and it was a desk area. You could put your head down. You could go there and you're not disrupting a classroom. You're not disrupting a common area. You got people sleeping on a couch while you're there. Common areas of bed for you. People sleep on the floor. I slept on the floor for my first few months because I knew how much of a shithole it was at age 14. So how long did the typical staff stay at the program? Was there a high or low it turnover rate? It was a revolving rate? door. And it's hard because especially when you lose a therapist. I mean, my therapist was at, at, I love shout out to Brian, best therapist I ever had at Perkins. But um, my therapist at Chamberlain, we, I don't think she understood me. Always sided with my house manager, who anyone who knows me will, will agree had it out for me. And like I said, the, to answer your question, I go on a tangent every question, but it is a revolving door. Okay. Moving on to um, your opportunities in the houses um, or your residential programs, did you stay in contact with your family or guardians at home? Were you able to stay in contact? Yes. Um, that is, I believe, a legal requirement. And if I, you know, I mean, I was able to use the phone. I didn't call my family much. It was, it was a thing you could do. Yes. At both they programs. Had a phone, they had a pay phone. There were, you didn't have to like pay to use it, but they had, they had phones that you could use, but sometimes clients would break the phones and you wouldn't get to use a phone indefinitely, which could be hard for a client that maybe gets some unfair electronic restrictions like I was. At Perkins, you were able to stay in contact with your family and guardians yes, too, correct? Yes. And did, your, did you get opportunities to see your family or guardians through visits to the school? Yes. I mean, Perkins had an, I mean, um, COVID had an effect on that. I wanted to see my girlfriend at the time for a long time, but they didn't let that happen during Perkins. Perkins could be pretty restrictive, long story short. Just because of COVID or in general? In general, but COVID doubled down. How were they restrictive? One of my biggest things there was about getting a job and like driver's ed. So my entire plan, you know, like transitional goals, nothing was being met. I was wasting time. All the things I set out to do because I went there fell apart. And, you know, I mean, they provided as much of a comfortable experience as they could given the unforeseen circumstances, but the things that I was set out to do there in the first place were put to a grinding halt for almost a year. Because of COVID? Yeah. And then right when everything about COVID started to go away, that's when I got sent into my first apartment because the district was getting ready to cut funding. Did Perkins help you get that apartment? My therapist played a critical role. Yes. Unfortunately, it didn't work out, but I don't want to feel like I'm crazy or immature for maybe saying I wasn't entirely prepared and a lot of that's COVID and you know and but a lot of it's me and 
I used to want so much more for myself and I'm starting to find those things again because, but for so long, Chamberlain and Perkins had primarily Chamberlain has had me hate myself and made me feel like I'm just this vile piece of shit. Cause that's how worthless an environment like that will make you feel. And honestly, in a lot of ways I was, but I have changed and I'm going to keep changing because I have to. And I see so many people in my life doing so much better because they're not in these environments anymore. There was heart in the chaos during COVID being trapped in my thoughts. I wanted to go back to Chamberlain. And I don't know if that's because you develop a dependency to institutionalization, because think about how dependent you are for everything being told when you can go to your room, where you can be being accounted for at all times. Can't even walk back to the house you're going to stay at without somebody with the little preschool rope holding your hand. Not a literal preschool rope, obviously, an exaggeration, but. So I'm going to bring us back to the questions for now. The next one is, were you allowed your cell phones or laptop devices at either Chamberlain or Perkins? It was a case by case basis. Unfortunately, because of some personal biases from family and just. The inability for anyone there to ever just want to hit the reset button with me, like I spoke about earlier, there's a lot of favoritism and watching someone get away with murder and still get their ass kissed while I'm paying for a two month old mistake I made. Not fun. And there was access. Cell phones, you really had to prove yourself. Laptop devices, more of like a a case by case basis. Um, so how did the living arrangements differ from home living arrangements? So did you have roommates? Um, yeah. Did you have to all I mean, eat together? You Sorry. might have your own room for a little while, depending on the amount of clients in your residence at a given time. But primarily, you were living with at least one other person. Okay. At one point, I was packed in like sardines with four other clients in one room, a small, small room probably smaller than the room I'm in right now. Um, Two bunk beds and a twin bed all in one little like, not great with square feet, but I'd say like 400, 500 square feet, give or take, nothing big. Okay. Um, Was what people ate standardized? Like, did they have to eat grains, vegetables each meal or was it just Um, kind of a free for all? I want to say it's a free-for-all. They didn't get too creative in, on the weekends in Prospect, one of the many. Um, it's weird. Some place, some some residents in, um, in Perkins, um, I mean, in Chamberlain, they'd be chefing it up. Other places, it's pasta today, pasta tomorrow, pasta all day, every day, pasta forever, thousand years. Um, Perkins, the cafeteria would bring dinners every weeknight the weekends there'd be lots of bread cheeses there were opportunities to eat food you weren't going to starve there and they would i don't not so much at chamberlain but at perkins they were accommodating to people who were like vegans or whatever they made sure people ate okay you know i feel like a lot of staff would be like we feed you and we give you a bed and that makes up for every other terrible aspect of residential it doesn't were you allowed home visits if you wanted them? It's a case-by-case basis thing, but if you're well-behaved, if you're not getting in trouble all the time, and even if you are, like, 
they can't prevent you from going home if your parents say like, hey, I want him to come home. That's more of a between you and your parents thing than it is a between. I mean, Chamberlain will make suggestions, but it's a suggestion. And Perkins as well, you were able to? Yes. Okay. So I guess this would be a good next question. Would you recommend your boarding school to anyone else? You can start with Chamberlain. I would never recommend Chamberlain to anybody unless they changed owners and there was an entirely new business plan years down the line, if ever. And even then, I would still be very skeptical. As for Perkins, a last resort, your kid is highly suicidal. Something horrible has happened. You just There's nowhere you can put them. The state needs them to go somewhere. Those kind of situations. Perkins, sure. They will try their best to help. But I don't think anyone who has day-to-day struggles or high-functioning autism or avoid programs at all costs. And it's just, it's not okay. I'm going there because I need help. And it's a long journey. But you're there for so long. People get sick of you. And if they feel a certain way about you, that's how you're going to get treated. They're, they will lose your pace, their patience with you in an environment where patience should never be in short supply because you need it to be able to help the people of these environments because you're not going to if you don't have patience. Do you have any other general thoughts on your experiences? I wish it was different. You know, I wish it was what it says it was. Chamberlain, what it was saying that it set out to do, that what you saw is what you get, the way they make everybody be on their best behaviors for every tour. Let's sell them a lie, everyone. Behave. God's watching. It's like... Big brother. Yeah. Exactly. And if there are any parents out there, for the love of God, don't send your kids to Chamberlain. If you have to send your kids somewhere, anywhere, even if you're not from New England, look into somewhere like Perkins really go in there and look talk to other clients talk to as many of them as you can privately go online basic research will tell you chamberlain it's a shit old okay and any general thoughts on your experience at perkins better than chamberlain overall but less fun probably yeah a lot i mean a lot of that's some of that's covid but less fun more restriction but more structure, and if you're working with them, you can get more out of the experience. If you could have changed one thing in your personal experience to make it a better one, what would it be? I did a lot of things there that I'm not proud of, that if I could go back, I'd fix. But I was in an environment that made everything that I was struggling with progressively worse. And I don't want to say that absolves me from things that I had full control over, but when you're in an environment that affects you that much psychologically, it's going to impair your judgment because your judgment's already impaired as it is. You already have things that affect, you know, in like one of my biggest struggles is impulse control. There's no solution to that overnight. It is something you have to fight to get better at. And it's not good when every other client knows every goddamn thing you've done. And it, it affects your self-esteem. When people are constantly putting you down and saying these horrible, untrue, monstrous things about you or or other people. And it's so easy to not only be, it's so easy to bandwagon on and everything isn't your fault. Remember that 
People will try to gaslight you and make you feel like it's always your problem. And maybe sometimes it is. Take responsibility. Don't always blame people because that is something that I've done. But it isn't always your fault, especially if you're in that environment. If you feel like you're trying, if you're getting up, getting up and going into these sorry-ass excuses of a classroom in Chamberlain, that should be an accomplishment. That deserves a Student Achievement Award. Okay, and if you could change one thing about boarding schools as a whole, like in America, what would it be? I guess the way people make progress. A system that actually makes people feel like they're doing pro- making progress. Not levels, not stages, not haves and have-nots. I know that, there, that there's a difference between fair and equal. There is. There's a difference. And to just feel like there's a more even playing field. But on top of that, feel like it's a more forgiving and rewarding experience at least for me if you slip up oh good luck getting that thing you wanted for the next five months i guess perkins should be the bare minimum perkins should be the standard that other boarding schools hold hold themselves to but they should be going higher than that and they should be doing more than that and they should be reinvesting in these programs to give back to do what they set out to do in the first place. Not cutting corners, not being greedy, but helping people who struggle, who got dealt the bad hand, who have things in their head that they don't have a a control in. These people need help. And a lot of them are getting more hurt than they'll ever get help in these environments. My friend goes to JRC, way worse than any program I've ever been to. He's not there anymore. They put cameras in the bathroom. You So many environments across America, there are programs where people's human rights are getting violated on a regular basis, and it's heartbreaking, and it needs to be stopped, and the troubled teen industry needs to be abolished, and people like us, people who have seen the flaws, I hope by 2030, by 2035, hopefully sooner, that laws are put into place, things are changed, lawsuits that set the standard because it's not just about a settlement it's not just about money it's not just about anything else and you know, yeah and hopefully I mean, that can set the standard and show other programs across america that we're not going to stand for it anymore um thank you so much for being a part of this study today i'm very grateful for your time um, i hope i contributed some good sound bites you definitely did okay i hope you have a good day I hope you have one as well. I am going to go hopefully do good at Guitar Hero and talk to you soon.